What's up, everyone? Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. And Primetime brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Shout out to Freeman Mazda. Uh, you know, first channel-wide sponsor. We're excited about it. I will tell you more about them later. But as always, check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and Mavericks content throughout the entire offseason. So tonight, we will talk about the international games because the NFL announced them already. Well, not really. They didn't announce the games. They announced the teams that are going to be considered the home teams in the international series in 2022. And I believe that this offers us maybe a glimpse into, well, when the Cowboys could be involved in an international game, because to me, it does, it does feel like the Cowboys will be involved in one of these. But let's take a look at what the NFL announced this morning. They announced that in Mexico, the Arizona Cardinals were going to host an international game. Then in Munich, in Germany, for the first time ever, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to host an international game. And finally, three teams will host games in London. Those would be the New Orleans Saints, the Green Bay Packers, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So doing simple math, this rules out the possibilities for the Cowboys playing in Mexico. Sadly, uh, Burner Account opened the chat section today by saying if they have a game in Mexico... Mo better be doing the coin toss. Although I would absolutely love that possibility, it will not be uh, possible in 2022. The part of, you know, the coin toss, maybe it never will be. But hey, at least we do know that the Cowboys will not be playing in Mexico in 2022. Because if you take a look at the opponents for, for next season, the Cowboys do not have an away game versus the Arizona Cardinals. They actually don't have a game versus Arizona at all. So that rules out the possibility of the Cowboys playing in Mexico. This goes in line with what uh, Jerry Jones said earlier in the offseason, or if I'm not mistaken, this actually happened during the postseason before the Cowboys were eliminated. He said that the Cowboys were not going to be coming to Mexico in 2022. But he did say that in 2023 and beyond, it's going to be a priority or the Cowboys. And hey, hopefully so. We've talked about this. There are a lot of Mexico fans, uh, a lot of Cowboys fans in Mexico. And it's, it's still to this date, the rec this record for attendance in an NFL game is a preseason game between the Oilers and the Cowboys in Azteca Stadium, which is where the Mexico international games are taking place. But also, hey, the Arizona Cardinals hosting a game in Mexico, uh, a little bit of historic relevance because the first regular season game to be played outside of the U.S. were actually the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, how about start with making winning a priority, says Burner account. Hey, we know, we know, Burner. Don't worry. We, we share the, the frustrations. What is up, Kenneth Fraser? Thank you for joining the show. Samuel Rowe as well. Now, what else? What could the game be for the Cowboys in 2022? 
Also, you can rule out the Buccaneers because the game versus Tampa uh, is going to be a home game for the Cowboys. So that rules that out because according to some reports, all of these teams that have been announced to play abroad are going to be considered the home teams where the time comes. So that just leaves the Cowboys with two possibilities. They're not going to face the Saints next year. So that basically means that the Cowboys are going to either play versus the Packers if they are one of the teams that are going to play abroad or versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, there's also the possibility in which none of these happen and the Cowboys are left out of the international series. But the question for you guys in the chat is, which is more likely for Dallas? A London game versus the Jacksonville Jaguars or a London game versus the Green Bay Packers? What do you guys think? Let me know in the chat. What do you think is the most likely game for the Cowboys? And in the meantime, before I give you my answer, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is the new 2022 Mazda 3 coming at an affordable price starting at $26,765. Uh, it's got Apple CarPlay, which is a true game changer. Believe me, the Android Auto as well. I use Apple CarPlay all the time and it's a true game changer. Blind spot monitoring, the backup camera, and the unique comfort of a keyless entry. Check out freemazda.net to check all of the Freemind prices. The new Mazda 3 is the ride of the week here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. So you guys know it, freemanmazda.net to check out your Freeman price. So let's see some of your answers. Green Bay, says Gregory. Uh, Green Bay, Peter Rizzo is going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Green Bay Packers, says Kenneth Fraser. Uh, Burner Account is giving out the answer that I, uh, that I agree with. He says the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Packers, too big of a game to have in London. It feels that way, right? Like if you're going to have a Cowboys-Packers game, that feels more of a game that Green Bay would like to play in Lambeau Field. And maybe even a game that you can put on Sunday night football on primetime or even Monday night or whatever it is, but you... That's going to likely be a primetime game. Whereas if you played in London, that's likely to be what? An 8.30 a.m. kind of football game. And I don't think that the NFL would like that. So I would go with that. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars was it in 2014 when the Cowboys and the Jags played each other in London, actually, with that crazy Des Bryant touchdown that I still remember to this date. So yeah, there you go. Uh, blue versus seal versus primetime Phil. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is up, uh, Eleanor? Thank you for being here as well. So, yeah, I would go with the, the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Those are the international teams that we know of at the moment. Three games are going to be played in London. And the Jacksonville Jaguars game would take place on Wembley Stadium which is why I used the picture of the Wembley Stadium here. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, you could have noticed the thumbnail that I chose. And it's for two reasons. Number one, the fact that you've got a Cowboys-Jaguars um, 
picture on the thumbnail of YouTube, but also because it's an Isaac Alarcón picture. And since we're talking about international games, why not put an international player up there on the screen? Shout out to Isaac Alarcón and hopefully, you know, crossing my fingers that he gets there uh, to the practice squad or the roster, whatever it is, wishing him the best. Bib White says, I have been against international games. Oh, since they started. Just wait, God forbid, one of these. Oh. Hmm. Well, that's it. I'm not going to lie. I don't think that is a very, you know, truthful. Cons like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to react to that comment. Because the comment says, God forbid one of these planes go down and you lose a whole team. I don't know that that's an actual concern, though. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like it's commonplace. Hopefully, a tragedy of that magnitude never takes place, of course. I don't know. I wouldn't say that's a concern, to be honest. That, that feels a little bit extreme, don't you think? Last time the Dallas played was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, oh, yeah. Primetime field, definitely right. But what I mean is like a legit concern when comparing international flights versus just your usual domestic flights. Felt definitely extreme. Uh, Burner account says, doesn't the Jaguars owner have a ton of ties with a bunch of soccer clubs? Yeah, that comment was intense, as Burner account is pointing out. Kind of shocked me a little bit, not going to lie. But I don't think that's a, a big concern for anyone involved in the planning of these games. I thought it was going to be more of a commercial uh, concern or something like that. Of course, uh, I don't think that statistics would, would, would make us think that it's a bigger concern than if it was a usual kind of flight. Anyways, let's move on. And let's move on to our weekly segment, Mock Draft Monday. Every week, we're taking a look at one mock draft around the NFL. And whenever Daniel Jeremiah from NFL.com drops one of these mock drafts, we need to check them out ASAP. And that is the case for this week because a few days ago, Jeremiah dropped his latest mock draft in which he has the Cowboys taking a defensive player, and that is linebacker out of Georgia, Nakobe Dean. And hey, interesting draft pick because for a while there, it felt, it started to feel like Dean was not going to be in the range of the Cowboys. It felt like he was going to be taken beforehand. But little by little, as more of these mocks start coming out and more draft reports start coming out, starts to feel like maybe length and size is a bit of a concern for Nate Dean, and maybe that's enough to make him sleep long enough for him to be available when the Cowboys are on the clock with the 24th overall pick. So the question for you guys is, how would you grade this week's mock draft from Daniel Jeremiah? Now, as always, let me provide more context because that is all, always the goal because you need to, to, to look at who was available, who was not available. So let me see if I can find real quick where I had this mock draft from Daniel Jeremiah because I can tell you someone who was still on the board was Tyler Linderbaum. 
from Iowa. Uh, it was Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. Now, already taken, relevant to the Dallas Cowboys was, of course, Devin Lloyd, who has emerged as the top linebacker of the class, it feels like. Kenyon Green taken in the 11th pick, surprisingly, by the Washington Commanders. Little by little, getting closer to being a top 10 draft pick in plenty of mock drafts. Zion Johnson uh, fell, if I'm not mistaken, even to the second round. Daxton Hill, safety out of Michigan, uh, was taken later by the Kansas City Chiefs. So good pick. Now, A for Deans is primetime fail with Love Tyler, but I get it. And hey, the logic for the logic for for Nicobe Dean is there, right? You're taking an off-ball linebacker, which is a need for the Dallas Cowboys right now, because ironically, we cannot look at Michael Parsons and say, "Oh, we are good at linebacker," and not because Michael Parsons would not be enough, but because you want Micah to be available to be deployed as this matchup weapon that the Cowboys have on defense, right? So, uh, let's see. A for Gregory. Stephen White drops a B plus. The one of two guys is primetime Phil that are the exception to the O-line pick. I would ask primetime Phil who the other one would be because I don't know if he's talking about Devin Lloyd maybe or... Or who else? Let me know, Primetime, what is it that you are thinking? Uh, Burner Account was asking, is he a Mike, Will, or Sam? I would assume that he, and from what I've seen, I have not, you know, evaluated him myself. But from what I've seen, he is this player that could fit in whichever linebacker role that you prefer for him. So he would definitely be playing as an off-ball linebacker for the Cowboys. That is a fact. He wouldn't be a Michael Parsons-esque kind of linebacker, but still very interesting to build the defense like that. Tommy's asking, who are we talking about? We're talking about Dean, the Georgia linebacker. Uh, Samuel Rowe bringing up a little small, which is, that is like, I'm not going to say red flag because red flag sounds way more serious But the reason why Nakobe Dean has been falling in a lot of these mock drafts, it's all about his size. Uh, trouble setting blocks may not be a fit without a good one technique. So that is Samuel's input. Thank you for that. I would feel good with this, with this draft pick. I would likely prefer Tyler Lindervom, though. I'm not sure about it yet, but I would say a B plus for Nakobe Dean with the 24th overall pick. With the 24th pick, you're also already talking about value because he, he might be the second best linebacker of the draft. He is the number one linebacker for some evaluators. Still, for many of them, uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah has been the number one. Little by little, he has taken over the the prospect rankings Primetime Phil, Devin Lloyd would be the other. Defensive tackle would be okay if they traded back. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that defensive tackle is really looking good at 24th right now. So I agree with that. Otherwise, too much talent at O-line this year can pick the next round and still feel good. 
So there you go. That was Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft. That was interesting. And finally, before we leave tonight, let's talk about uh, Stephen Jones. Stephen Jones talked to the media today, and he had some uh, interesting quotes. He was obviously asked about Amari Cooper, as everyone is kind of losing sleep over what will be the future for number 19. Because here's the thing. Cooper is only a conversation because of the favorable favorable contract that the Cowboys were able to strike with him a few years ago. That is the reason why this is even a conversation. Because if it wasn't as team-friendly as it is, being that $30 million of the guaranteed money that he had on his deal you know, took place in the first couple of years of the contract, and now you can get rid of him without any major repercussions. That is why this is a conversation. And he was obviously asked about this, Stephen Jones was, and he said, it's too early for me to address that yet. And this is according to Michael Galkin from the Dallas Morning News, great Cowboys reporter for sure. Uh, he, uh, Jones said, we're continuing to have conversations, a lot of things, affect that in terms of obviously we have been so fortunate those three great receivers talking about Cooper, City Lamp and Michael Gallup obviously that is hard to keep doing under a salary cap says Stephen Jones listen oof i for on, on one side and I, and this is actually a question for you guys in the chat does Stephen Jones comments mean nothing or something what do you guys think? So I look at this from two points of view. Number one, I want to say this means nothing. This is just front office conversation. The typical, we are evaluating all possibilities and all of that. But also, on the other side, I go, couldn't he maybe say something even more generic than that? And not really give us a tone in which clearly this is a conversation. Stephen Jones is saying we're continuing to have conversations. Maybe we are overthinking this, but I'm going to say that his comments are something. Because how hard is it to say, oh, Mark Cooper is a Dallas Cowboy right now. And that has not changed. And I know these are all shady answers that we don't like either way from front office guys. But I hate the fact that his answer included, we are continuing to have conversations. And I also hate the part of, obviously, that is hard to keep doing under a salary cap. Because as someone said in the chat, let me see who it was. Uh, it was uh, primetime, Phil. says, Bull can't do anything under a salary cap if you want it. And that is exactly right. I, I'm, I always think that we are... Uh, we we tend to exaggerate some quotes. And for example, people that say running backs don't matter. I've always understood where that comes from, but obviously it's an exaggeration. Running backs do matter. Uh, in a context, they matter less than other positions. And there's also the, the salary cap is a myth conversation, which is also an exaggeration, but it's a fact that the salary cap can be manipulated at a very high level. And it is, in my opinion, if you take a look at the scenarios, the Cowboys could very well open up tons of cap space 
without doing anything to Amari Cooper's situation. I still, and I am uh, staying in this position for now, I doubt that the Cowboys move on from Amari Cooper because I think that Amari is very important for the offense and I don't see the Cowboys moving on from him. I think it would be a big mistake if they do. But these comments from Stephen Jones just make you question why though. Uh, Brunner account says something. The dude is full of BS. Hire a real general manager. Uh, Chuck says nothing at all. And Jerry is full of negative news, but hush hush on the cheerleader scandal. Yeah, I was also very disappointed by the way that they've handled the, the cheerleader scandal thing. They were asked about it again. And they just basically said, oh yeah, we took it very seriously when it happened. But still, you cannot be happy about that whole situation and definitely disappointing for the Dallas Cowboys. I'll see you in a Raven, in a Raven uniform, Cooper, says Ramiro Armando. Oh, Ramiro, I hope that you're wrong. I really hope that you are wrong about that. Uh, Stephen works hard, says Stephen White. The man stays spewing BS. Bruce got the use. What is up, says Cutting Coop means they're going back to the committee approach and are more worried about saving than winning. And I would hate the committee approach. The committee approach didn't work in 2017. And you traded a first round pick to solve that to get Amari Cooper. Isn't that ironic? And I know that, you know, sorry, I said 2017. That was 2018, excuse me. Uh, and I know that in 2018, the wide receiver situation was very different. Like your receivers were Cole Beasley, Allen Hearns, and now you're talking about CeeDee Lamb and potentially if you move on from Amari Cooper, potentially Michael Gallup, uh, Cedric Wilson, and those guys, it is a better situation to be in. But definitely the best outlook for the wide receiver position in 2022, the best possible scenario includes Amari Cooper as the number one guy in the team. Uh, Dallas Young says something, unfortunately, uh, Burner account says, Mo, this team always has an excuse. Always. They did the same BS when Des was about to be cut, making him look like a villain. And hopefully they don't do that because Amari Cooper has really not done anything wrong since he got to the Dallas Cowboys in, in 2018. Like if you think about it, even in 2021, when he raised his voice and said, you know what? I would like to be more involved with the offense. That wasn't Cooper being a toxic element for the team. He was saying, hey, I am a 20 million a year wide receiver. Get me more targets. Because everyone watching this show, everyone watching the Dallas Cowboys closely knows that the Cowboys were not getting Amari Cooper the ball enough. And we have gone over the numbers here on the show. 31st in the NFL in targets. How is that acceptable? How is it acceptable that Michael Gallup had more targets per game on average? CeeDee Lamb also had more targets per game on average. So it's not like Cooper has been toxic or anything like that. Hopefully, and from my point of view, hopefully the Cowboys put an end to this storyline. We should know uh, soon enough, March 20th, 20th is the deadline for that. Because 
the 20th of March, Cooper's salary becomes guaranteed. That is on his contract, and that is the deadline for the Cowboys to do anything with him if they are to do anything. Because if they let him go, that's $16 million that you can open up in the salary cap. But we have also gone over this. The Cowboys can easily get to $30 million under the cap. They can have $30 million in salary cap space easily if they go through the restructures. And on a similar note, they can go to $48 million in cap space if they go all in. And we had a show about this last week in case you want to check it out. What would a Rams-like approach would look like? Uh, Primetime Phil says they need to restructure everyone except Zeke and go get two or three guys to add in free agency. Here's Gregory in anger, resigns before heading out the door. That is also something that Stephen Jones said. He talked about free agency and he said, you know, same old, same old. He said that if we spend money in free agency, it's going to be on our guys. So once again, you know, the same script. Joey Ikes on Twitter has put out this tweet, I think, for multiple years now in which he goes Super Bowl champion by Super Bowl champion, and he takes a look at their free agency classes of the year in which they won the Super Bowl. And you look at them, and you see teams that took risks some way or some uh, somehow. And the Cowboys are always you know, looking for these bargain free agents, trying to spend as little as possible. Feels frustrating. And Marcus Mosher also had a tweet out today that said, the Cowboys fan base feels like it's at an all-time low right now. I don't know if it's an all-time low. I do know that the frustration is higher than it usually is. Like, even the optimists, like myself, I consider myself an optimist, not only in sports, but in life in general. I'm an optimistic person. And right now, the feeling around this entire offseason, it feels quite pessimistic and it feels rightfully so. Even though the Cowboys are among the NFC favorites in the Super Bowl betting odds, it just feels like the Cowboys are going in the exact same direction to answer Burner's uh, question, the exact same direction that they have followed for years now. So we'll see. You, you can always hold out hope, back to the optimism. You can always hold out hope that the Cowboys do something different. And I, and I was, you know, maybe daydreaming a little bit when writing this article, but you can check it out on adcsports.com slash Dallas. I wrote an article on whether or not Ryan Jensen could be the one free agent that deviates the Cowboys from the, their usual off-season approach. You can check that out on adcsports.com slash Dallas, along with many more Cowboys and Mavericks news. Guys, that will be it for me tonight. Hey, guys, by the way, ADC Sports, they've announced it. They've announced an announcement that it's going to come out tomorrow morning. So stay tuned for that big announcement coming for ADC Sports. And I'm excited about it. This was ADC Sports Dallas Primetime brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Make sure that you check out their website, freemanmazda.net, to check out the 2022 Mazda 3. 
Thank you, guys. I'm your primetime host, Mauricio Rodriguez. Smash the like button for me. Share the show. And I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central. Thank you, guys.